sure I'll keep my jacket on. No. It's black. Well, it's black, actually. Ah, I thought I'd wear... think these things through. I thought I'd wear the KTW. Yep, yep. So let's see what it looks like with a jacket. Now it looks like you just, like, stop in and stay a while kind of thing. Well, and we don't want it rustling. What right. do you think? Mike, jacket on or off for Mike? Shirtless. Shirtless? <laughs> Nobody would like that. That's going to be on OnlyFans. <laughs> I have a foot account on OnlyFans. Yeah. Oh, I want to go off. It looks like... A... Should we start the show? Yeah. All right, what's stopping us? No, I'm good. Yeah. <coughs> you start it. Go ahead. We are live! Everybody! Uh, but we're also on tape. We are in the music. Should we get uh, Bennett to put on the uh, sponsor stuff here? Oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe. Full Bennett? house today. Make yourself useful. Come on, let's go. Magic Mike, Christopher Folds, Bennett. Michael Potestio and Bill. Let's put some sponsor stuff up while while we're putting up the other sponsor stuff. 111 <laughs> of Cam Loops last week. Bennett, thank you. Perfect there. There's the Volkswagen coming in. And we got go That's an actually an electric Volkswagen. My daughter used to call it the Barbie car when she was little because she had the, the Barbie car. There we go, <clears throat> Gord Stevens. Okay. Thank you. 111. Eleven. It's the it's the only it's the only level at which you listen to music, right? You know, I usually think your taste of music or taste of movies is pretty terrible, but you just quoted a Spinal Tap, and that that was produced in '83 with One Rob, of the best Reiner, Rob Reiner, and, and he uh, did The Princess Bride. Yeah. Oh yeah. The both of them. It's yeah. just so Call fantastic. The yeah. I was way off with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched that. <laughs> Call the locksmith. <laughs> it was a different. It was Robin Hood Men in Tights. That was from. So yeah, Spinal Tap. That's a great reference, yeah. and, and that was where they had all the amplifiers. Oh, it was so good. Traditionally, go to ten. Yeah. And uh, Spinal Tap, the loudest band to ever come out of England. Their amps, they had screen printed on 11s, <laughs> and they were showing Rob Reiner. And Rob Reiner's going, "Well, why not just make 10 louder?" He goes, "But this one goes to 11." <laughs> Still haven't seen that movie. What? Yeah. Oh, wow! It's another classic we got to watch. So and good. Citizen Kane, apparently. Yeah, and Citizen, Citizen Kane. Kane. <laughs> yeah. Rosebud. And Dumb and Dumber, another classic. Thank you. Yes, yeah, Dumb and Dumber is definitely a classic. Michael, lucky enough to get a coffee this morning. And oh, Monopoly! Special yeah. time of year, everybody. Let's see if uh, see if anybody won. I, I even have one. Neon shopping spree. Do they still do the instant wins? St. Catherine Street, green. That's a that's in Montreal. Montreal. That's like a strip strip bar area. So it's a pretty long street. What is free? What is free car mean? I gotta ask you how you know that, Jordan. <laughs> Bay of Fundy, the red. Where's that? Oh, that's, that's Tragedy. Never mind. Is this good for the show? <laughs> <laughs> it is now. Okay, let's talk about uh, politics. Michael, that's why you're here. You cover politics for our newspaper, Camelops, this week. And we have three or four topics to cover. Let's start with the mayor, Camelops Mayor Reed Hamer Jackson, and those recorded phone calls. What's the latest? Well, so the, the latest is that uh, the city has decided to investigate the mayor and his uh, practice of utilizing uh, recorded phone calls. Uh, we only know of one right now uh, that he's uh, actually had made his wife. He, he, he said in a September 
during a September 5th council meeting, he had a transcript of this recording that his wife had made back in March of him talking over the phone in his car to CAO David Trowan about the, uh, which we've talked about on this show, the Noble Creek irrigation system. They want to dismantle it out there. The mayor wants to save it. Um, they were driving through Abbotsford either, uh, on the way to the city or on the way back home, and he was talking to Trowan on the phone while driving. And, you know, he kept talking on the phone. It's against the law. So his wife was recording the conversation, yeah. unbeknownst to either of the men. And what's the problem with this? So the, the, the problem with it is that, you know, in Canada we have... Um, uh, you're allowed to record a conversation like one-on-one -on -one if as long as one person knows that they're being recorded so if if we're having a conversation just the two of us and I'm recording you and you don't know that's okay as long as I know that I'm recording yeah in the States it's different both of us have to know and in this case uh, the mayor's wife started recording it uh, unbeknownst to either of them so that's against the law technically because there's a third party third-party recording. Although we've talked to a lawyer who says because they're married, it, it might not hold Yeah, there's implied consent there, so it probably wouldn't be a charge. But right. this goes, so while it's legal to do this, the city has its own policy right. of, of, of you're not supposed to be doing this stuff. You're not supposed to be recording without someone else knowing. It's just part of a city policy. Yeah, so it's not against the law, this recording per se, but it's against the city's corporate workplace policies. They say it's overall bad for morale, for, to, for employees to be you know, secretly recording each other, and you're not supposed to do it. And for employees, they could technically uh, be dismissed for that. Now, obviously, the HR director who you know, issues this reminder about their corporate policy on recordings can't just fire the mayor. They, they're not employees. Yeah, yeah, they're not employees. So what council has ultimately done here is they've, the mayor's actions has kind of revealed another loophole where it's like, okay, well, you're not supposed to record. It's against our corporate policies, but it's not like there's any repercussions here. So council, uh, back on September 26th, uh, in a closed meeting that they've now released, have decided to investigate to see Okay, we know the mayor made this one recording, uh, this one secret recording. We want to know what else he may have. And so they've ordered him to turn over anything, any notes, transcripts, other transcripts or recordings that he might have to their HR director within 10 days. So why do they, why do they want to know that? So they basically just want to know if there's, uh, basically if there's other recordings and they say they're investigating whether or not they, they exist because they want to basically preserve uh, uh, a, a cohesive uh, work workplace. Uh. If they do find more, what's the fallout? Uh, don't know. And um, they also, I think, wanted to know whether or not any previous recordings were done uh, with anyone else in the room, because the mayor has, in times in the past, had note takers who weren't city staff. He's had campaign workers take notes during during meetings. And he's had his wife take notes. his wife take notes, which some might view as, well, well if, you're, if you're discussing city business that may be sensitive, confidential, you shouldn't have anyone in there who isn't part of the council or the city staff taking notes. You know, you shouldn't be having Joe Blow, who helped on your campaign, this is their argument, taking notes if you're talking to, say, uh, Susan Brown, the CEO of Interior Health, about sensitive health, health information. Yeah. And that's another crux of this, too, is it's a matter of, of confidentiality, right? Like, people want to know that they're, as far as taping employees, they want to know that they're, that, that they're safe at work, that they're not being secretly recorded. And if you are, uh, you know, using non-city employees to court notes like they could be privy to sensitive information it's the same thing that got council all riled up about the mayor putting 
uh, certain public appointees, handpicked yeah, appointees on standing committees. On standing committees, exactly. So, so, so that's their concern, and that's the reason for the uh, investigation. Now, what they'll end up doing here is they'll collect anything that he has to give them within 10 days, hand it to an investigator, another external investigator, much like the integrity report that came out in the spring. Uh, an, an external investigator came out and you know investigated the mayor, the complaints of bullying. This in, in external investigator will now, I guess, in, evaluate. Uh, yeah, how much reporting. power? It's not like they can go and raid his house, right? I nope. mean, it's just like he's no, got he to produce it if he decides to. Yeah. What did he tell us? He's kind of it's kind of vague as to whether he has anything to hand over. Yeah. But what he told Michael is that. He'll hand it over to the Ministry of Municipal Affairs, which has nothing to do with this. It has nothing to do with this technically. Um, the reason he said that, I imagine, is because uh, just before the news of this broke, the the city invited the provincial Ministry of Municipal Affairs to come to Kamloops, or a mediator to come to Kamloops to basically help this council, which we all know has had its issues, kind of work on getting together, on getting the getting together on cohesion, kind of explaining to them. As there's a lot of rookies on on this council. There's only three incumbents out of the nine, right? Kind of explain to them process and community charter where where your boundaries are. Basically, give them another crash course in. Um, you know their job, which is what they would have gotten at the beginning, uh, after they were elected. So there's a, a, year there's ago. a provincial peacemaker coming in mm -hmm. to try and help council and mayor get along. Basically, that's what it is. Nap time, play together well. <laughs> and at this, and, and now apparently, this in, this mediator is going to be handed a bunch of recordings. The the mayor says he's handed over to uh, the Ministry of Municipal Affairs. I guess I mean it, it makes sense if you if you don't want to hand it over to. The HR director, because you feel like you want to hand, you don't want to hand it over to somebody who's on the, another side of investigation. I guess he feels like because this ministry deals with, you know, councils getting along, he'll hand it to this. Yeah, maybe he views them as being neutral. Yeah. <clears throat> and I, I was surprised actually that the mayor seems on board with this provincial peacemaker coming in. He said it sounds like a good idea, right? Yeah, he like he likes it a lot. I mean, he obviously has a lot of uh, uh, issues in this year that since he's been. Uh, mayor that he uh, would like to at least ha you know have somebody address. I, I think that he feels that you know here's an impartial person who I can you know vent my 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 complaint my complaints with the with the council too, and hopefully this person can help mediate. This person might end up piece. on stress leave. <laughs> that might <laughs> also have situation PTSD. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay, clean team. What's the clean team? Bolts. Oh, the clean team. Uh, it was started uh, back in the day with the uh, social agencies and then NSP, uh, North Shore Business Improvement yeah. Association got together. And initially, the ba down to the basics, there were there were people who went out and cleaned up the mess left on the streets from this disorder, the needles, the just the mess that, that the public and the businesses and the residents see. Uh, and, uh, and it was funded via a grant from the provincial government, as was the outreach program, yep. right? Which was a program with the community services officers, fancy name for bylaws officers, who go out. Uh, also, I think, with some social workers. Yep. And, they, and, they, and, they, and they go out and they, and they outreach. They connect with people on the street, see how they're doing, do you need some help, that kind of stuff, make sure they're safe. There's grants that cover both of these things for about 700 grand. Yeah. And um, those grants have ran out now. So what did council decide? So council has decided to basically pay for it. It's going to become a budget item now, and uh, they're going to just basically pay for it themselves. This grant, the Strengthening Communities Grant, it came in under COVID to help communities with, uh, with certain things. Mm -hmm. 
COVID, as we know, the pandemic is is, is over. It's and not over. Run out. It's just it's just the the, the restrictions the are over. Sorry, the yeah. the pandemic was the, declared, but it's still the there. Pandemic's still here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. COVID's still there. So we have to wear masks and the in restrictions you are get your there. shot. The, the the mandates right. have been lessened. But Point being, yes. now Travis Kelsey will say get your shot with the flu shot. At the same. Time. Now that we're past that, the grant is gone. Yeah. So council has to decide. Do we? You know, we the, these both these programs have been herald, uh, heralded as, as as being very good. They want to keep them going. They approved about four hundred fifty thousand dollars last uh, spring to keep them going this year, and now they have to decide. Okay, well, are we going to make this part of our budget or not? They're making it part of the budget. Right. So mm -hmm. this is going to be an annual thing, probably. Yeah. Depending on each council each year, they do the budget. So right now, this is going to be a taxpayer-funded thing. At that, least for the next four never, or three next, years. Okay. Which stems from the situation on the which disorder on the street, which has also elicited a few people who are really pissed about it on our Twitter feed, who say that. Yeah. You know, why, uh, more costs because people can't get their stuff together is what some people say. Right. And they, they're not they're not happy with their tax dollars being spent on something because they say it's just uh, another thin edge of the witch. But it was a unanimous vote. Everybody talks about how it's always eight to one mayor against council. The mayor's in favor of this. All of council's there in favor of this. No it was eight nothing. Yep. Bill Sarai didn't vote because his, his son, son is a boss officer. Boss, right? yep. Mike, do you have any thoughts on anything so far? The mayor, the phone calls, the clean team? Uh, you know, in, in a world that um, everything that the mayor is saying is nitpicked and, and really looked at, scrutinized, I can understand why he wants to take notes or, or record so that he can go, what was actually said? Um, so that, that seems like normal HR practices when we're doing a meeting with employees or, or anything like that. Uh, it's his wife. Uh, what was weird was how he brought it up in council. Yeah, uh, like that. That was that was kind of. Uh, and that's what our our our, our the lawyer we, re we 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 consulted, Ian Curry, who used to be a Green Party yeah. candidate. Um, he told Michael, "Yeah, it's probably not. You know, technically it's a crime. But it's not a crime because they're in a car together. There's implied consent. There's no nefarious, you know, third party spy in there." But he did say, interestingly, uh, for some reason. At that meeting, at that meeting, Reed on the fifth of September, Reed handed a transcript of that call with Trowin to someone from the Noble Creek Water System. He wanted them to read it to prove that you know he was he was he was trying to help them and that uh, he was doing it on the uh, on the direction of, of Trowin. And the weird thing was, is that the recording itself was probably okay legally, but had that transcript been read out at the meeting, the lawyer said. That could have caused a whole bunch of problems under Privacy Act, lawsuits, mm. all sorts of, because of the breaches privacy. That's so interesting uh, dynamic there. And I think that kind of speaks to the larger issue here about, you know, obviously, like we record for note-taking purposes in our in our jobs too, and it's not, you know, it, even if it's against the city's corporate policy, it's not technically legal for the mayor if he, you know, he's new at this job if he needs to record and take notes afterwards so he can kind of make sense of all the information he's taking in. That's one thing, but to hold on to a recording for what, like six months, and then go to the trouble of, of having it transcribed, mm -hmm. and then wanting to read it out in a public meeting, is again, like we've talked about uh, whenever I've been on this show and we talked about the mayor, another eyebrow-raising moment. Why? Why? And you know, can't get a straight answer necessarily from the mayor. Mo well, I think time, I think why it's he pretty, wants to do I think that. It's clear from your story. He 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 was. I think he felt that he was being uh, submarined. He was being thrown under the bus because he was. 
his story is he went out to tell the Noble Creek irrigation users, you guys are going to be okay, we're going to figure this out. He's claiming that he went out there with that message given to him by Trawin. Right. He's claiming that this recording proves that he was told by Trawin to tell them it's going to be okay, even though things might have went sideways afterwards. So I think he was trying to, what he was trying to do was saying, look it, I went and told them this thing that never materialized or was jeopardized, but I was told by the city CAO to do this. Now, whether that's true or not, we don't know because the recording was never read out. Right, but he didn't have to go to those no. those lengths, let's say. He could have just said in the yeah. meeting, hey, Trowan told me one thing, Mr. Trowan, isn't that true? And if Trowan yeah, lied, well, then I suppose he could have... I think he's trying to get to the, you know, cut to the chase and say, look, it, here's, here's the exact recording. And I'm, yeah. I'm assuming on the recording it'll say something like, yeah, Reed, go tell him this. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I don't see anything wrong at all with the recording. And, and uh, I think it's, a, it's, it's wise to record. And I'm not sure why the city has that policy other than uh, maybe you use it against someone later. But I think everything should be recorded, if you're, if you're, especially if you're in a human, human resources meeting. And someone, or, or if you're talking to someone and they claim that you sexually harassed them or you said something racist to them. Yeah. Uh, on an on a interview, record everything because you have proof that it didn't happen. And I think that might be the optics of it, is that Reed is trying to use this recording against Trowin in, in this moment. It's, yeah, possible. What he said to yeah. us on the record is like, I'm just trying to be transparent because I think that this, this this discrepancy of what they decided to do in March and then what they decided to do instead in May would pose legal jeopardy for uh, for for the city that could lead to a lawsuit. Yes. But then if, if, if your concern is the city, why why are you reading out evidence for the people who would potentially sue and the that's city? something yeah, and that's something we don't know. Uh, yeah. I, I get why he wanted to do it, but whether yeah, or not for it was him, a smart move or not for the corporation is another does, question. Yeah. yeah. Does this peacemaker cost money that's coming here from the province? No. No. According to Margot Melton, she's the one who they talked about it at UBCM, which was in September. They yeah. talked to the ministry. Apparently there's no cost to have this person come in and, and help them work on unity. Whether or not they will actually uh, get involved, or you know, if the if the if the mayor hands over these recordings and, sa and says, "Hey, get, you know, here you go," they might. I don't know what. I'd be really interested to see what their reaction to that is. Will they? <laughs> that would really will they get involved, the or will they say, "No, it's not our place"? The investigation into the mayor's uh, alleged bullying and harassment costs taxpayers money, right? Yeah, probably a hundred grand. Yeah. That's what we've heard. Yeah. Now, the, the investigation into these recordings is going to cost money. Because, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The investigation about but the, the municipality. The, the, the peacemaker is, is, is on the province's dime. Yeah. And the mayor was the kind of given is, notice yeah. this investigation at his office? Yeah. So it was last Thursday that he was uh, given notice of this. Um, he, he told me that he was on the phone with his office when Margo Middleton, Councilor Margo Middleton, and Kelly Hall, her old boss, came to the door and I guess had a piece of paper to give him some sort of notice that they. We're opening up this investigation, and uh, I guess he he didn't want to read it. He just put the the piece of paper in his pocket, and you know because he he said that this was a very similar th this whole uh, thing went down very similar to how uh, in December he was given a letter uh, by three other counselors explaining to him what uh, a closed meeting that that involved talking about him was about, and he said he didn't want to read the the this this letter now because he felt like it would be like the December letter which he can't share or say anything about but uh, apparently so he didn't want to know what's in there because he doesn't yeah. want to be tempted to tell people about it right. he doesn't want to know what's in there right so when I called him basically a few minutes after we got uh, the press release that council is opening up this investigation he said well I haven't read it yet or anything like that and then he said Marcello Bernard from CBC sent him the press release so he would read that um, 
but uh, yeah, when we when I he did answer a few questions, I asked, we asked him, well, do you have any other recordings with other city staffers? And he emphatically said no. I called him back on Monday uh, just to ask him because I felt like maybe he left a loophole there about whether because maybe he doesn't have any other recordings with other staff, but maybe he has more with Trawin. And when I asked him that, it's not, he 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 was a bit more um, cagey. He said, anything that I do have, I'll hand over to the ministry and my legal team, which kind of implies that he has something to give. Okay, yeah. we'll see. St. George's Anglican Church. I read uh, Sean Brady's story last night. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, so after 96 years, this church is closing, North Shore. Yeah, it's the oldest church on the North Shore in Kamloops. It was built in 1927 at a cost of $656. And... Uh, it served the community over there for 96 years. It used to have a healthy, uh, healthy number of congregants, but now it's gone down to like 21 people there. And um, the uh, the territory of the Anglican, the it's basically the Anglican version of the diocese, the Catholic. They 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 run it. They've decided they can't afford to, to run it anymore, so they've closed it. So they the had pandemic their, hurt their numbers a lot. Pandemic too, right? hurt their numbers. <laughs> and, and 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 if you look at Stats Canada, church attendance has been declining for for a decade or more, maybe longer. So so the people there have to now go. Some are going to Monte Creek. There's a parish out there. Some will go downtown to the main cathedral. So they had their last uh, service on the 27th, last Wednesday. I went to it, and it was a two-hour service. First time I've ever been in an Anglican service. And it was interesting because it started with a baptism of the Reverend John, uh, Boyd's daughter. And then it ended with the end, so the beginning and the end, all in one. And yeah. then the final Holy Communion. It was very emotional and very interesting. I got sprayed with holy water. Oh, did you? Well, yeah, the, go, yeah. the Go Now oh, in Peace. Shandy did such a good job on that story because the last hymn they played was Go Now in yeah. Peace. Mm -hmm. I just I could almost like smell the smell the pews, you know, smell the Bibles yeah. and stuff. I've been in those types of churches yeah. before. It's sad. It's just sad to think about. It's sad because that everyone there, and, and, and you know, the the uh, if and it's such a neat place because it's, it's it's in the middle of a residential area. It's like it's almost like a Lambeau Stadium, right? And like a Mosaic Field. It's like right in the middle of a of a. Well, those are cathedrals of sports. So what what it, what it is though? It's like it's 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 when you drive in there, it just appears at, in Royal Avenue. It's it's in the probably the oldest part of Kamloops, right, where all the war 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 uh, war era homes are. Uh, right on Royal Avenue, and um, yeah, it's it's a beautiful little property. So, and who know? And what's going to happen to the property? We don't even know because the um, the, uh, the 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 Anglican uh, organization has to decide what to do. Some people want it to be. Um, Sean did another story on. Uh, there's a brand new Kamloops Heritage Society started up. Jeff Lodge is a spearheaded. It. He's a big history buff in town, and he's hoping that the Anglican uh, Church will preserve it somehow. But, you know, other people say it's, it's too valuable land. You know, we need housing. Uh, so who knows what's going to happen to that, that church. But, yeah, it's a pretty cool place. Mike, how are you? Anything new? Oh, Bill. Bill's back from the desert. Any comments from Bill about the experience? Let or? me tell you, that's, that's new and exciting. Uh, Bill was at Wasteland uh, in the Mojave Desert. And, um, yeah, you want to talk about it, Bill? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> uh, what were you doing? still recovering. Uh, uh, it's hard. It's hard to describe. Uh, drinking, staying cool. Uh, oh, there's so many cool vehicles. Uh, I'll have to so show some pictures. Like the most cool 
wasteland road warrior vehicles, these people driving around it. It's, it just blew my mind every day. I, so this know, is like a Mad Max? It's totally Mad Max. You go there and you just live like that. And are you driving the vehicles around? I didn't have a vehicle. No, I'm, I'm not going to drive one of those vehicles from Canada. No, but no. like people who live in the area or can... can I wanted to help build one. Oh, if, if you want to do it, Mike, I am so down. <laughs> I, I just, that, that's, uh, it was just, it's, it, it is a bit hard to describe. No sunburn. I, I kept uh, kept very covered because yeah, okay. I know I'm a white Canadian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? It's funny because we were actually all there too. Us, yeah. me, Michael, Folds, and Mike. We were super popular too because we brought a bunch of Sealy mattresses. And in the dystopian future where um, everybody was, you know, using recycled car parts and, and things like that, uh, we had the forethought to bring Sealy mattresses. And man, did we ever, we became kings. Well, we absolutely souped up the seven-seater Atlas. We just turned this thing into a monster. Mm -hmm. Did we, Michael? Yeah, it was it was really souped up. I was uh, I was in the back seat. I was in my Furiosa cosplay there, and, and the, uh, my my black uh, paint on my head there was kind of running into my eyes, so I was having a hard time seeing. But uh, but folds, of course, just being the whiner that he is, didn't want to ride with us, so he took his own electric car from Volkswagen out there, didn't you? Yeah, and I thought no, I'm not going to get there, but the range, holy cow, the range on those, just as far as the eye can see. You don't, you, don't really, you don't really need many charging stations, but I, it, it was, like, surprising how... And, and in the Mojave Desert, yeah. that is really, it was really long good. way. Yeah, it was good, yeah, <laughs> but absolutely. But luckily out there was one single solitary oasis of a McDonald's in the middle of the desert yeah. where we all stopped and had a good meal, didn't we, Michael? Yeah, oh, it was great. I got, I got my classic Big Mac meal. Yeah. That's it. Well, I thought it was funny right that now? even in the Mojave Desert, they thought they had heard of the McMike. So, what is the McMike again? Oh, that's the uh, that's really it's really famous uh, in Eastern Canada. Yeah. And basically, it's a burger I invented, and it's a double cheeseburger, but mm -hmm. instead of the second meat patty, it's an egg patty because oh. they serve egg patties all day long. And Folds actually won on his Monopoly, right? So he was all excited, yeah. and he's throwing his coffee up in the air, all over Michael. Yeah. All over Michael's special shirt, so we had to go to Gord's because the big appliance fall sales on right now, and the Electrolux towers are just the laundry towers are immaculate. Matt, hey, I have a question for you on that. So, if you get a laundry tower and it's a dryer and a washer at the same time, does that uh, work for the deal that they have on right now? I think it does. I know that Reese Wilson told me about the two honey and the three honey and the mixing and matching. I don't want to say for sure, but I'm pretty sure you can still mix that into the deal as well. Maybe. Uh, well, they're good guys anyways. They're going to do their best for you. They are. They are. Okay. Great stuff. Thank you, Michael. Thanks for having me. That's it for you. Up next is the Tattle of Hastings brought to you by Donald's. Good morning. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Oh, I'm unbelievable. I'd like to make an announcement to police. <laughs> It's a rainy day in the tournament capital, isn't it? Yes. What's your favorite thing about a rainy day? Nothing, honestly. Oh, you just want to hunker up and stay inside, eh? Yeah. So do I, but I like to do so with five big measies and 46 quarter peasies and a lot of Monopoly, baby. Woo! <laughs> I'd like to make an order, please. Okay. Three coffee. Three coffee? All of them with two cream. Two cream? But one of them decaf. Shopping local. I got to buy for Michael today. 
not in the budget. Yep. Anything else? No, just uh, you're doing a great job again. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Video gets a laugh. Darren Pincott, Jen Armstrong, Team Brown. Old member, brand new member. How, how long now have you guys been a team? Uh, well, uh, Corinne and I um, have been curling together probably since we were around six, I think. Um, I aged out of juniors the year before her, so we had a year where I played Carla Thompson, but pretty consistently since that age, competitively, not like we started probably yeah. around 13, so. Yeah. Quite I think you've grown up in the media a little bit too, part of the fabric of the Kamloops sports scene, I say. So you're joining this new team. <laughs> yes. Do you know about the legend? Are you aware of the legend of the brown rink? <laughs> I'm slowly learning. <laughs> I went to the Kamloops Curling Club yesterday and saw mm -hmm. their banner front and center walking mm -hmm. in. So, mm -hmm. yeah. How did you, because you're from New Brunswick, Rothsay. That's right. How did you end up on this team? It's a pretty intertwined curling story. Right. Yes. Um, so I lived in Regina for a few years. So I started playing out west and um, met Aaron through the process and playing against her and all that stuff. And when I saw that they needed a second, that's been my position the last few years. It was just like a automatic reach out because I knew I'd get along with the girls really well. And you also know Jim Cotter. I do. Yep. And what's it been like so far with the team? The team? It's been great. I think like um, as terms of fit, like we're all pretty good personality-wise. We all fit in. We're all similar age and it's been really easy so far. The travel, how is that? Worthy? Not so easy. <laughs> it's definitely going from like like one side of the country to the other, like coast to coast. It's uh, interesting, a little expensive, but like um, I've so far each time I've come out, I've stayed for a couple weeks. So that's been pretty helpful. Are you logging time on their couch in their spare room or where? <laughs> I've been on the, uh, yeah, Aaron Pickpot's couch for yeah. a few days yeah. now. <laughs> nice spare okay. room. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How important is the chemistry? I mean, I'm sure you've been on teams where maybe there's one person who doesn't quite fit in, and how does that um, affect a team if, if it's not quite there? Mm -hmm. I mean, on ice, obviously, you need kind of that, that chemistry and then to be able to work together. Off ice, it certainly helps because, you know, we're spending more time with each other than we are partners and our families and whatnot. So to be able to kind of have that and have a shared goal is, is huge, especially Curling teams are small, only four people versus, you know, bigger, bigger teams. So you're, you're with each other a lot. And uh, yeah, so, so far it's been fairly seamless and it's kind of shown with some early success and it's been, it's been fun. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you could have, well, I know you were going to curl with another team and then I think she ended up going to curl from a carvel. That's right. But you, I mean, you, maybe you could have curled somewhere closer to home. Why did you want to make this commitment to come all the way out here and curl with the Brown Rink? Uh, very good question. In New Brunswick, we have there are a lot of good curlers there, and um, but each has their different goals. And I knew uh, Aaron just through through Matt and through like the um, growing up and seeing her curl and stuff. And I knew their goals were going to be similar to mine. And I just figured that's a huge part of you know, especially with a four-person team, to align people with those same goals. And I just knew reaching out to them and talking to them, and after seeing meeting with Corinne and Jim, that it was just going to be like the right move.
do you have any questions? You probably can't stand this because it's an import. <laughs> You're such a old school. You can't stand like the provincial championship set up with with um, host teams. Or the, with host teams. Yeah. You can't stand imports. So you I got think, any I criticisms here? I think if you're going to play for a Kamloops team, you should live in Kamloops 100%. That's, but hey, that's the rules are the rules, and you're yeah. taking advantage of them. I got a good question. Uh, She's here for like 20 days. I, I am technically living here. We still need to get Matt on here to have a rebuttal because you've yeah. been going after him on Twitter and everything. Well, yeah. how many what, how many provinces does he represent now? They got, I, I can't keep a track, but I think he's waiting for Kazakhstan tomorrow. So I, um, I this is my second year in recreational curling, and uh, last night was the first night. I saw the brown banner. I went, ha, 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 right? <laughs> and it's a mixed curling, very recreational, and I'm a very, very uh, rookie player, and I'm the lead. But here's what happened last night, and this leads to my question. Our, 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 uh, I hope so. Our third, John, and we're, we're not getting any younger, uh, on the first sweep, he pulled his groin. <laughs> and I thought he was kidding, and he went up, and, he, and, and when he went and delivered the rock, he aggravated it. And we had to get him the old man, the, the long thing, you know, oh, the, the shuffleboard one. Yes. And he couldn't sweep, so he stood with the skip, and we had one sweeper. And I became second, because yeah. and I really liked it. It's way better because yeah. you have more action, right? My question is, people think of curling as this, oh, it's not really athletic, but he's out almost now. He tore his groin sweeping. <clears throat> what kind of exercise, how do you keep in shape? Is it important to dispel the myths? Yeah, I mean... I think your your teammate dispelled the myth right there. But yeah, we're we're you know in the gym uh, throughout the season. But yeah, in the off season, um, constantly kind of yeah maintaining injuries, doing a proper warm up, yeah. cool down, all those. It's things. a core game. Plus, if you yeah. lose a sweeper, it's it's hard. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of like, like bending and kneeling and yeah. being in the same position, like holding the same position yeah. too, right? And yeah. you're over and over and how many games you have in a it's weekend. It's way harder like, than you think. Yeah. 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 And 10 end games can be like three hours. So if you think about the, you're, you have to be on top of the, your game mentally mm. and looking at that strategy, reading ice, that kind of stuff, but also yes. with physical aspect. And actually, Jen's initiation into Kamloops, uh, she went for a run the other day up Summit Drive. Ups. You guys oh, will yes. That. That's where I live. I where went the wrong direction. She <laughs> took a right going? when I told her to take a left, and she ended up at the top of Summit. Oh, good so, for you. It's impressive. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's that was her count's initiation. Well, yeah. <laughs> Matt and I were like, you went where? Yeah. <laughs> that's good. It's steep. Yeah. Well, it's all downhill from here now. That's good. Wow. So before we look ahead at uh, goals, I want to look back to last year. So you both have something in common. It's not the greatest thing. You both fell in provincial finals. Mm -hmm. um, we actually have a clip. You and I talking. Oh, no. Uh, this oh, was God. you were one thing about the brown rink. I've, I've said this before many times, but they always answer the calls after big wins and after big losses. This was after a big loss. You picked up the phone and we had a pretty uh, you just had an honest conversation. Genuine. This is kind of what it sounded a piece of it anyway. Yeah, um, sun still came up, so that was good. Um, pretty disappointed, obviously. Um, yeah, I would say that's the biggest feeling right now is just that that disappointment is still pretty pretty raw um what stings most about you know missing out on the opportunity to play at the national scotties on home ice it's an opportunity that um i guess it probably doesn't come around again so uh, it's a tough question but i mean how do you how do you deal with that right now missing out on that opportunity yeah i um i don't actually fully know yet um i don't think i totally I don't know if it's totally sunk in yet. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure it will over the next few weeks and, and whatnot. Um, it, it'll be a bit sad when the Scotties are going on here and uh, and we're not a part of them. I'm 
I'm sure I'll go watch right now. I don't, I don't want to, but uh, I, I know I will. And, you know, I've got, you know, some friends from across the country that will be playing in it. So, you know, supporting them and, and uh, yeah, accounts always, you know, shows up for, for big tournaments and whatnot. So probably go catch a few draws right now. It's pretty raw. So we'll see, but uh, yeah, I, like you said, it probably doesn't, come around again in, in my current career so I think that's probably the part but uh, things the most right now will spin um, over the next however many weeks so leading up to the Scotty so so I think that was probably the last time we actually talked before today mm-hmm. how was it I mean how was it at the Scotties and how does it sit with you now um god you're gonna make me emotional again no just kidding uh yeah it was tough yeah it was I did go watch and um, one of Matt's uh, friends who had a partner playing in the event, he stayed with us for the week. So it was fun socially for sure. Um, but the first draw was tough yeah. to go. The first time I went, it was it was tough. And uh, yeah, I don't actually I fully remember that interview. I think the, we were in a bit of a daze after losing because yeah. we had a bunch of people obviously reaching out in, in supportive ways. But emotionally, it was it was. It, yeah, it was one of those calls that, like, I, you know, I have to make, and yeah. I am always wondering how the emotional state is going to be. But mm-hmm. I thought you did handle it really well. Jen, you were with Silver Nagel, I think, in the Saskatchewan final. You lost to. I lost to Silver yeah. Nagel. Yes. So, what was that like? And motivation. I mean, does it motivate you when you have these big losses? It does and it doesn't. I mean, we've all kind of been through the big losses and the character building, and sometimes you're just like, well, how much character building can <laughs> I handle? Yeah. Uh, but of course, yeah, like just being in those big games, you're learning so much. No matter if it's a win or loss, you're learning new skills, you're learning how to deal with certain emotions, how to deal with certain nerves. And so we played all season for that big game and unfortunately came up short. So it's obviously disappointing. But, you know, for the next one and hopefully this season we're there again and mm-hmm. you just take what you've learned and you build from there. I mean, that's why you're here, right? I mean, you've got a great chance to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're a four-time Scotties, National sure. Scotties. You're two-time. What's it going to take to make it a fifth and a third this year and be in BC? Yeah. Um, I Well... So far, the early gelling as a team has been has been a key part of the the, the puzzle. Um, we were meeting kind of biweekly in the summer or so, just to kind of obviously with the distance, it's it's tricky to get to know someone over Zoom. But yeah. uh, that was kind of the plan to going in, so we could kind of hit the ground running. Um, whether it be you know logistics, maybe talking some strategy, that kind of stuff. Um, so that was a big focus for us. Um, and yeah, just doing kind of the mental, physical mm-hmm. prep, uh, technical, tactical, all the things kind of leading into um, provincials is kind of the plan. Jen, you talked about learning in those big moments. Is there anything in particular that you take away from, from that loss in the final that you might do differently or just change the way you think about handling those situations? I would say pushing away how you truly feel. I think in that moment, you try to pretend you're not nervous, try to pretend like you're just in the moment, but instead of embracing the moment and embracing those nerves and using them to your advantage. Okay. Is Grandy back? Are they back playing as a team in BC? Uh, yeah, yeah. Who, who are kind of the expected top dogs in, in the province? Is it is it Grandy again, or is there other teams that have popped up? Yeah. Um... 
yeah, outside Grand, of yourself. Grandy, of course, will be there. Um, there's kind of the same, I would say, those top teams that are that are always around. You know, the Sarah Warks, uh, Taylor Reese Hansen's got a good young team out of uh, out of Victoria area. Um, but yeah, you can't count out some of the veterans. Dan Gushlak, she'll she'll be around. Brett Richards. Um, so there's there's always kind of that core group of, of BC teams that will be will be there. And uh, the thing with yeah provincials and and those kind of events is sometimes you never know kind of what'll happen in, in the moment on those on those big days. So mm -hmm. yeah, it'll be. What about the slams? How much money do you want to make this year? You know, like you want to get those tier one slams, right? I mean, how cool would it be to get into those? Yeah, that's the goal. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's certainly we've uh, yeah we've started to kind of climb the rankings. I think we're twenty. We jumped up to twenty fourth. Yeah, we so did. we're getting there. Um, money wise, I don't know if we really think about that so much. I mean, as curlers, not really doing yeah. it for the money. Do you split uh, it four ways, or do you split your winnings? Like what does Corinne take? What does Corinne take? She wishes. Yeah. Um, no, it's a, it's yeah. We would we split it. Um, obviously, we need to make sure we can pay to pair flights or hotels, all that kind of stuff to yeah. be able to curl in the first place. We have great sponsorship, luckily. Um, so that's a huge piece of the puzzle. Super thankful for, for them because, yeah, we're, we're using all of our holidays. We, you know, we work day jobs. We're, we're, yeah. we're, doing, we're doing all the things, but we're, uh, we're very lucky to, to have the support of our families, our sponsors, and, and the curling community. So. But it's, it's more about the prestige of getting to these slams and playing against the best in the world and getting the TV experience and pressure and, and performing in that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Have you won a slam before? I've never won a slam, but I've been in them. <laughs> okay, have you been close to winning a slam? No. No. Okay. <laughs> Very tough. Very, yeah. It's probably the, the toughest event to win yeah. in yeah. curling. So, yeah. Obviously, we'd love to, to be there and then test ourselves against the best. And you'd love to be at the Olympics? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, cause that's also part of this, too, like if it all works out in the cycle. So it would be, mm -hmm. what, 20, 20, When's the next Olympics? To uh, 26. 26. Yes. 26. So, yeah, trials will be December of 2025. Okay. Yeah. So hopefully you work up to that. A lot of miles for you, a lot of time on their couch, and then maybe you'll be <laughs> at the Olympics. Was there any thought? Corinne's got married, right? Mm -hmm. Whiteford. You can't change the rink name though, right? No, no. Please. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> right, no. It's just for yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't hyphenate. Too many, too many uh, colors. But uh, no, she's she's keeping brown. It's. Uh, yeah been our team name for so long exactly. can't change it right mm -hmm. mike any questions i know you love sports and curling <laughs> uh yeah you know everybody has a, um, a piece of music in their core that they're uh when you're going down and you're releasing the rock what song plays in each of your minds <laughs> as it's going down to knock everything else out like a rock Bob oh my. I'll, t I'll tell you, my song is Nazareth, Hair of the Dog. Oh, yes. And that's that's oh, when I'm walking around and I'm like, yeah. I think they're trying to block out those thoughts. I can't, I do not think a song has no. ever been in my head when I'm throwing a rock. During the game sometimes, I'll like sing to myself because it kind of takes your, you have that little mental pause during a game while I'm throwing. If but there's a song not in my while head, you're, but once you've trouble. released yeah. and you're like, let the crack in released and, and like like what what's there's no song i think well when you're 16 or so i asked the the girls and they they loved bieber at the time oh yeah, yeah. that was oh. back in the day i feel like the old man reporter now back yeah. when he was back in the day. Um, <laughs> we have our warm-up song oh, what is that? yeah. what's the warm-up what's on the warm-up 
set list? Honestly, it changes day by day. Like, if I'm in a groove with a song, I go with it. Um, I like country music, so that kind of, like, gives you a little bit of oomph, but kind of keeps you mellow, too. You don't want to have, like, crazy high beat songs to get you too jittery, but... (laughs) Okay, any final thoughts here from either of you? New Floors is your sponsor, you can Mm -hmm. give a plug. Yeah, we've got a number of great local sponsors. New Floors Counts in Penticton, Family Glass, let me just read off. Family Glass, they're on the the curling ring. That's Western. Big sponsor of curling. If any of them want to sponsor our show, we're looking for sponsors too. Volkswagen of Kamloops, Outland Living. Oh, you're Volkswagen of Kamloops too. Terry Low, Low, Low. Shout out. Shout out Terry Low. So we appreciate everyone, and yeah, we're happy to be able to represent them. And uh, yeah, heading to Calgary this weekend. That's right. So we're back right. at it. Uh, what's the name of this one? It's got an interesting name, doesn't it? The Mother Club or? Autumn um, Gold. Oh, the Autumn yeah. Gold. The Autumn Gold, yeah. OK. Well, good luck this weekend. Thanks for joining us. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Miss Wilson, <laughs> late for work today. Two minutes. <laughs> Two minutes. <laughs> Strike one. You can't be late to work. <laughs> Taylor Swift. We've already talked about Taylor Swift, but I didn't realize you are a massive, massive Swiftie. Yes, I am. What do you think about the new boyfriend? Okay, so I'm not a football fan or anything. Um, I was actually a rugby player, so I have a little bit of bias towards rugby. But I've been watching clips of them and just of him individually, and I think it's really cute. You think it's cute? I think it's cute. So. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know about this guy. I'm not sure it's going to work out. That's just my opinion. <laughs> But uh, new topic. Let's talk about the big fall sale and the- KitchenAid cook up the savings. Right. Yeah, so basically um, we've got everything lowered in price. Um, We've got range, dishwasher, fridge, all lowered in price. This is the all new quad door KitchenAid. Let's go. Really clean interior there. Okay, oops, totally I almost broke it. <laughs> and it's on sale there. And as well as on sale, if you do buy packages, um, you do get additional money off on top of the sale price. So if you buy two, you save 200, buy three, you save 300, so on and so forth. You save 200, you save 300, but that's separate from the big appliance fall sale? Yeah, because as well as the big appliance fall sale, we've also got Maytag and Whirlpools that are marked down. Frigidaire, professional gallery that are marked down. So pretty much everything in the store has been marked down in price, as well as there are separate sales going on as well. So it's a really good time to get on down here. As I was going down the escalator, all I could hear was Now you're missing with them. Yeah, good song. That was my song. I saw Nazareth in the Commodore. Downtown? Yeah, Vancouver. I did sound for him up at Coast. Oh, no way. Back in the day, yeah. Great band. One of my buddies got into a fight. At the Commodore? We lot before the before the game, he got basically got jumped, and this fight broke out, and one guy ended up going through a glass window, and we lost the tickets, and we had to go and tell them we don't have our tickets and then use our visa to show that we actually bought them and get in the show. So that was quite a night. Nice. When was this? Last weekend? No, it's <laughs> 12, 15. 15 years ago, 12 years ago. Oh, yes. Nowadays, you get you died in one of those things. Yeah. It's like people now, they just, they, there's no um, there's no restraint. You know, you look at some, someone wrong and you get stabbed to death. It's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Thoughts on the show? Good show. Anything else? 
Oh, I love the the curling uh, the curling uh, duel there. Uh, I love curling; it's great, and um, just the insight and uh, what they have to do. You know, like they traveling back and forth across the country, scrambling for sponsor money. It's very expensive, right, to uh, to keep doing this. What do you think about the provincial peacemaker thing? Is it going to work? Um, no, I don't think it'll work uh, overall because I think these two sides are like they're dug in, and uh, I don't. I hope it works. You know, a few months ago, I was saying, "Oh, they got time to fix this." So we're a year into the term on council, and um, it doesn't seem to be any better with respect to the um, to getting along. So um, no, I don't think it'll work, but it's worth a shot. Mike, any thoughts on anything on your life? Uh, yeah, yeah. Why? No, every, everything's going uh, going swimmingly right at the moment. Uh, I had somebody reach out to me and tell me that they really, really enjoyed last week's interviews. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, that was uh, Svetik was Svetik was really good. Yeah, episode one ten, and uh, yeah, Svetik with uh, joining the Ukraine army and and those experiences. Yeah, that was something else. Was, was yeah, really we'd good. never met him. I didn't know what he was going to be like before he got here. He just very well spoken and. Um, pretty crazy story mm-hmm. to do that. so i thought that was nice and it was fun to have somebody reach out and say hey that, that was also good too yeah so, hearing lots yeah. of feedback about the show from the last week click out there up to 460 subscribers ish and um still going strong with our sponsorship so thanks again terry Lowe at volkswagen get out there check out the new suvs the atlas cross sport uh, the seven seater the five seater fuel efficient engine new exterior look an amazing upscale interior, quite frankly, <laughs> out there. <laughs> and it's a gorgeous appliance and mattress center as well. And McDonald's. For Chris, for Bennett, for Magic Mike, for Bill, I'm Marty. We'll see you last week. <laughs>